everybody. Welcome back. After an extreme hiatus to Bible with me by Justin. Uh, uh, no real excuse for taking so long other than I just have so much going on and uh, I haven't even been reading the Bible on my own. So uh, we are at Exodus. I'm going to just jump straight into this thing and, and get it popping off. Uh, so sit back and this is a literal translation of the Bible, the book of Exodus. It's the interlinear Bible, Hebrew, Greek, and English. And we're just going for it. Chapter 1 of Exodus. And these were the names. Oh, man, we're going to get right back into massive names. It's kind of hoping we get out of this, but all right, anyway. And these were the names of the sons of Israel who came into Egypt with Jacob. They each one came in with his house. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Isachar. Zebulun and Benjamin, <laughs> Dan and Nephtali, Gad and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. Dude, that's 70. Whoa. Is that all just with one woman? Joseph being in Egypt. And Joseph died, and all his brothers and all, the and all that generation. So uh, they all went, huh? Well, that sucks. Everyone born of his father, I'm thinking. And the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased very much and multiplied and became very strong and the land was filled with them all right so his offspring were doing it and a new sorry for the comments just it's been a while and a new king arose over egypt who had not known joseph and he said to his people behold the people of the sons of israel are more numerous and strong than we come let us deal craftily towards them lest they multiply and it shall be that when war occurs they will also add to our enemies, and will fight against us, and go up from the land. And they put over them and they put over them slave masters. Oh man, they were they made them slaves, and they put over them slave masters in order to afflict them with their burdens. And he built store cities for Pharaoh. Store cities. Is that is that where they just store stuff? And he built store cities for Pharaoh, Pithon and Ramses. And as much as they afflicted them, so much they multiplied, and so much they spread. And they were afraid before the sons of Israel. And Egypt made the sons of Israel to serve with harshness. And they made their lives bitter by hard work, in clay, and in bricks, and in all work in the field. All their work which they made them do with harshness. So they had to do their work, but also in just like the most extreme conditions, huh? No machines for you. That makes me think like instead of oxen, they just had... These people pulling the uh, plows and stuff, insanity. Uh, but, you know, man's absolutely corrupted and evil, so if there's a way to punish man, man has thought of it and probably done it. Anyway, and the king of Egypt said to the midwives of the Hebrews, of whom the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the second, Pua, and he said, when, you're, when you midwife the Hebrew woman and look, what, what? Hold on. <laughs> and the king of Egypt said to the midwives of the Hebrews, of whom the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the second Pua. And he said, When you midwife the Hebrew woman, and look on the birth stools, if it is a if it is a son, you will kill him, and if it is a daughter, it shall live. Oh, okay, okay. So they're like saying when you midwife, so when you're birthing the baby, I guess. The Hebrew the Hebrew, when you're birthing the Hebrew woman's well that's messed up they think that the uh 
a boy could challenge them or something, like some kind of bloodline thing, right? You would do that to like a king back in the day, right? You'd kill his male offspring so he can't, they can't inherit the throne or whatever. That's crazy, man. Okay. <clears throat> it shall live. And the midwives feared God, and they did not do as the king of Egypt said to them. And they kept the male children alive. And the king of Egypt called to the midwives and said to them, when do you do this thing? It's so weird they talk like that. When do you do this thing? And keep alive the male children. And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous. Before the midwives come to them, they bear. And God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and became exceedingly strong. And because the midwives feared God, he made houses for them. And Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son that is born, you shall cast him into the river, and you shall keep alive every daughter. So he's saying, screw it, then no one can have a boy. And a man went from the house of Levi and took a daughter of Levi. And the women conceived and bore a son. And she saw him, that he was beautiful. And she concealed him three months. And she was not able to hide him any longer. And she took a basket for him made of papyrus. And she daubed it with a, with bitumen, bit, bitumen, and with pitch. I don't know what bitumen is. Bitumen. It's just B-I-T-U-M-E-N. No clue. I'll be Googling that later. Uh, with bitumen and with pitch. And she put the child in it and placed it in the reeds by the lip of the Nile. And his sister took her stand. And his sister took her stand from a distance to know what would be done to him. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> and the daughter of Pharaoh went down to bathe on the Nile. And her maidens were walking on the side of the Nile. And she saw the basket in the midst of the reeds, and sent her slave girl, and took it. And she opened it, and saw the child, and behold, a boy crying. And she had pity on him, and said, This one is of the children of the Hebrews. And his sister said to the Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a woman for you, a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you wages. And the woman took the child and nursed him. Oh, wow. So she's like hardcore disobeying her father or whatever. It's, you know, it's one thing for someone to say, uh, we, we don't want this born or we want you to, you know, don't allow children of this type to be born. But it's another thing as a human to be sitting there in front of the child and be, you know, responsible for the, the potential destruction of a human life. Uh, regardless of its its uh, gender, it, it takes a, an extremely harsh and uncompassionate person to be able to carry out that sort of a task. You know, it, it's it's as ungodly as someone could be. So it's 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 kind of reassuring just in in humanity of the time that even even the descendants of the guy that were saying, "Hey, I want I you know I don't I feel like this is going to become a problem. I don't want these people having boys, and I you know I want everyone to kill them." And for even his, his, you know, his own, his daughter, who would be a princess or whatever it would be at the time, uh, disobeyed him and like openly to a, to the mother, you know, sent out, had a Hebrew come and said, Hey, look, this isn't going to happen. And, and not only is this not going to happen, I'm going to make you raising this boy, your job, and I'm going to pay you to do it. I mean, that is, that is heavy defiance. You would get fired from your job for that, I would think. I mean, if it was like a TPS report you were supposed to hand out and you were like, no, I can't do it. 
I'm just going to stack them on my desk. You, you probably get fired over those, you know? <clears throat> Lose your stapler. Anyway. You shall keep alive every daughter. Okay. <coughs> Hold on, i got to find where I'm at. Da -da -da -da. You pay your wages, and the woman took the child and nursed him. Okay. So we're on uh, chapter 10, or chapter 2, verse 10. And the child grew, and she brought him to the daughter of Pharaoh. And he became, so I, maybe not a princess, if you're the daughter of a pharaoh. I don't know, I don't know enough about how that all works to, to know what you would consider the daughter of a pharaoh. Maybe it is a pharaoh, maybe it's, I don't know. It's, it, I would think you would be some type of elite in that um, society for being, you know, the daughter of the uh, a pharaoh or the pharaoh or be considered an upper class or something, you know. Uh, and the child grew. And she brought him to the daughter of the Pharaoh. And he became a son to her. And she called his name Moses and said, Because I drew him out of the water. Oh, wow. Is this Moses? And it happened in those days, even Moses was grown. And he went out to his brothers and looked upon their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian man striking a Hebrew man of his uh, brothers. And he turned here and there and saw that no man was there. What? And it happened in those days, even Moses was grown. And he went out to his brothers and looked upon their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian man striking a Hebrew man of his brothers. And he turned here and there and saw that no man was there. So nobody was witnessing this? And he struck the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. And he went, what? <laughs> he like, secret spy just kind of went, like, I cried chop. Then drugged the guy when he passed out over into the, behind a, little hill of sand. And he went out on the second day, and behold, two men, Hebrews, were fighting. And he said to the guilty one, why should you strike your neighbor? Sorry for that sound. That was an alert uh, notifying me that uh, a vehicle or a new device has, or a new vehicle has been added to a device from T-Mobile that uh, allows hotspots in cars. Um, my ex-wife's car has some kind of computer issue. She's nowhere near me out driving and that may happen every time she uh, she apparently just started the car uh i have everything on it as far as like uh, tracking the thing shut off because the the notifications keep popping on it and scaring me i have all the no notifications turned off except the fact that uh to keep the hotspot on it, it it creates that sound i'm i'm hoping that it picked up and that you guys heard because uh that that's gone off on me when i'm in the middle of driving or talking or doing things and i just don't expect it and it has legitimately like scared me like, it has made my stomach jump. And I've complained. I've even gotten mad at my ex about it. Like, like are you unplugging the thing? You know, but it's not. It's just her. the front end of her vehicle's wrecked, and it's had. it's got all kinds of electrical problems. And I assume this is just something that the, uh, the device that's plugged into her car is having an issue with as well. So, uh, sorry for that noise. Uh, if, it, if it came out of nowhere for you too, but uh, it made me jump a little. Ugh. Gets my heart going. Just it, the weirdest sound. No apps on my phone, but that one make that sound. And it, uh, you know what I mean. I, I at first I went through and kind of reassured myself that it couldn't make that sound anymore. But apparently, it will. Oh, and it's not directly just attached to the hotspot. I turned the hotspot off uh, to, you know, for it not to do it. And it's it's actually like a new, it's a new car thing. Just to have it plugged in and activated, uh, it notifies. Hey, a new car. Hey, a new. Car. Even though it's in the same car and. Nothing's changed. All right, back to where we were. Sorry. Uh, do, 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 took the child and immersed him, brother, here and there, and he struck the Egyptian. Do, 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 do. 
the whole turn Hebrew refined. He said of guilt to one, why should you strike your neighbor? And he said, who appointed you as a man, a prince, and a judge over us? Are you saying to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. And Pharaoh heard this word and he sought to kill Moses. And Moses fled from before uh, Pharaoh and lived in the land of Midian. And he sat down by the well. So Moses, he killed that dude. That, I guess I didn't catch that. Um, so he looked around and saw that no one was there. So he looked around and made sure there was no witnesses. And he struck the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. So he struck him, like he killed the dude with one blow or something, huh? It doesn't say he beat him. It just says he struck the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. So he didn't like just, in my mind, this was some little comedy, kind of, you know, black and white, soundless, uh, old uh, uh, movie where, you know, Dude just kind of looked around. Dude, Charlie Chad looks from side to side. Nothing. Bonk on the head. Then he grabs the guy as he's slumping, you know, underneath his, by his armpits or whatever from the back. And then he just kind of waddles him backwards behind a hill and comes out, you know, waddles out the way Chaplin does, you know, brushes, you know, slaps his hands together to brush him off like shrugs. You're like, that's done. And just kind of goes on to what he's doing next. But that, that is just a horrible misrepresentation in my mind while reading that of what actually happened. He killed this guy. So Moses after we immediately meet him in Exodus, is a murderer. He killed an Egyptian. I I did I wasn't aware of that, and uh, if this is the Moses that parts the sea, then whoa, whoa. How do you murder somebody and then get right back in God's favor? <laughs> End up becoming a savior. That, that blows me away. Let's keep reading, though. There's been so many names that are attributed to more than one person that I'm, I'm not positive that, that this is who it is because I'm not that familiar with the Bible. Someone out there may be going, you're an idiot. Of course it is, but I, you're right. I am an idiot, and I, I just don't know, so I'm going to learn as we go. <clears throat> okay. So this thing is known. Pharaoh heard this. Okay, and he wanted, uh, sought to kill Moses, and Moses fled from before Pharaoh lived in the land of Midian, and he sat down by the well. I'm guessing that this is earlier already described a well I don't remember right now that is in Midian, and I should know what well we're talking about. All right. Hopefully there's only one well in Midian to make that easier. All right, 16, verse 16, not chapter 2. And seven daughters were born to the priest of Midian, and they came and drew and filled the troughs to water their father's flocks. And the shepherds came and drove them away. And Moses rose up and saved them and watered their flocks. And they came to their father, Reuel. And he said, Why have you hurried to come today? And they said, An Egyptian man rescued us from the hand of the shepherds. And he also drew for us and watered the flock. And he said to his daughters, And where is he? Why then have you left the man? Call him and let him eat bread. And Moses consented to live with the man. And he gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses, and she bore a son. And he called his name Gershom, for he said, I have become an alien in a foreign land. That blows me away. So like, uh, not only so this guy does a good deed, I'm how corrupt for the people around this dude that he's like, oh my God, this guy did something nice. Bring him to my home. He can have my daughter. Uh, it just, wow. Anyway, that seems to have moved pretty fast there. Uh, I don't know many fathers that would hear about a guy doing, you know, such a thing and then being like, this sounds like the perfect guy for my daughter. Let's get him over to the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
And it happened during these many days that the king of Egypt died, and the sons of Israel groaned from the slavery. Oh, that's right, they're still, yeah. And they cried, and their cry went up to God from the slavery. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God saw the sons of Israel, and God knew them. Chapter 3. And Moses was feeding the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. No, his name's Jethro. <laughs> oh, so many things come to mind just here. That, so, it's, again, it's just a name that, that is actually easy to say, unlike so many of the other names in here. And um, I was just having a thought the other day about uh, that movie Armageddon. And I, I think it's Luke Wilson that's in the movie, or Owen Wilson, maybe Owen Wilson. And he, he's saying, I hate people who think that uh, Jethro Tall is just another person in the band. And the, the, the scientist looks and says, who's Jethro Tall? And the look that Owen Wilson gives him just cracks me up every time. Just, <laughs> as an actor, he nailed that, you know? He didn't have to say, just the look he gives him back, like, just astonished that somebody could possibly not know who Jethro Tall the band is. Like, what world are you from? Anyway, so Jethro, it's also, I think Jethro, wasn't that the name of one of the characters on um, the Beverly Hillbillies? How uh, they struck gold was Jethro the Sun, or maybe not, I just, maybe I'm wrong on that, but it, it for some reason makes me think of that too. Uh, so anyway, it, it, it's just a very southern kind of name to me, I guess. A flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, so that's the priest, Jethro, okay. And he fled the flock, and he, and he led the flock, the flock. Oh, man. Mouth don't fail me now. And he led the flock behind the wilderness and came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. What a name. The mountain of God is called Horeb, huh? Wilderness and came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. And the angel of Jehovah appeared to him in the flame of fire from the middle of the thorn bush. So I pause there because thorn actually looks like thom. Uh... I'm not sh I'm just guessing this. It might be Thombush. It just, either the R is really, really close to the N, or, um, that's an N. <clears throat> it just looks, it looks like was burning with fires. I think it's thorn. And the thorn bush was not burned up. Yeah, okay, so burning, burned, and thorn all have the R so close to the N that they, they literally connect and it looks like an M. Uh, it's just one of the typing things in this book that have been weird going through it from the beginning. Uh, anyway, and Moses said, I will turn aside now and see this great sight. Why the thorn bush is not burned up. Okay, and Jehovah saw that he turned aside to see. And God called to him from the midst of the thorn bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, I am here. And he said, do not come near here. Pull off your sandals from your feet. From the place on which you were standing is holy ground. No. Excuse me. And he said, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he feared to look upon God. Well, yeah, he had murdered somebody, right? So, and Jehovah said, I have certainly seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry from above their slave, from above their slave, drive, slave drivers. For I know his sorrows, and I have come down to deliver them from the hand of Egypt, <clears throat> even to bring them up from that land to, to a good and broad land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the, the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite 
Perizzite? Per and the Perizzite, okay. And the Havite? And the Jebusite? And now behold, sorry, that, whoa, those are some words that are really hard to pronounce. Uh, and now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come up to me, and also I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. And now go, and I will send you to Pharaoh, uh, and I will send you to Pharaoh, and you bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. Okay, with that, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the Moses I'm thinking of. So this dude's a killer. That blows me away. And um, he killed an Egyptian. Is that not who they're going to? Uh... So they're saving the Hebrews. It's the... He's a Hebrew, right? So they're saving the Hebrew. Saving the Hebrews from the hands of Egypt. So, okay. I'm trying to wrap my mind around all this. Sorry. Uh, okay. So, it was okay for a Hebrew to kill an Egyptian? Is that, is that what I'm getting? I guess the, the Ten Commandments haven't happened yet? Ah, it just hurts my head. Okay, anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Where am I at? Bring my people. Okay. And Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? and that I should bring out the sons of Israel from Egypt. And he said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. And this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you bring out the people from Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Ah, is that the mountain? So, okay, so is that the mountain that he climbs up to get the Ten Commandments? I, now I'm getting really interested. Uh, okay, so, crazy. And Moses said to God, Behold, I shall come to the sons of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they will say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. Ha! And he said, You shall say this to the sons of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Oh, wow. I am that I am. Huh. My brain's trying to process that. Sorry for the pause there, the slowing down. You shall say this to the sons of Israel. I, I am has sent me to you. And God said to Moses again, You shall say this to the sons of Israel. Jehovah, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my title from generation to generation. Go and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, Jehovah, the God of your fathers, has appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have surely visited you, and I have seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up from the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Havite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall listen to your voice, and you shall come in. Well, if they're, I mean, if they're having such a hard time, anyone coming into promises would probably not be hard to follow, right? He's saying all the right things, regardless if you know him or not. He's like, hey, I want to save you, and God said I can. I think, as an oppressed people, you would most likely give this guy a chance anyway, you know what I mean? Um, and you shall come in, you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, Jehovah the God of the Hebrews has met us, and now please let us go for a journey of three days into the wilderness. And let us sacrifice Jehovah to Jehovah our God. And I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go, not even by a strong hand. And I will stretch out my hand 
and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst, and afterward he will send you away. And I will give this people favor, and I will give this people favor in the eyes of Egypt. And it will come to pass, when you go, you will not go empty. All right, just a few things here, right? So, I am has sent me, and he, I mean, he says, he says, this is my name forever. This is my title from generation to generation. So when you're praying, should you be saying Father? Or should you be saying I am? And what's that word in in Hebrew? Like, how do you actually sound that out um, in Hebrew? Like, it shows the word to my right in Hebrew. And in Greek, as well as English, but it, there's no pronunciation for what you see in the Greek or in the uh, the Hebrew. I mean, it's just simply not going to help you uh, understand what he means by I am any better than what it says. Yeah, it says, Father's of God, I am I. Uh, so it, it even comes in backwards in the translation that they have. It doesn't come out as I am, it comes out am I. Huh. Thus he and am I. Who to you, thus Moses to God again said, and you to the Abraham, to you the Jehovah, Israel, the, and forever my this, you too has Jacob, the and. Huh. So that's weird. That is really weird. But he does say his name is I am. I am that I am. Hmm. I guess I'll be trying that in prayer. Just to see what that does. If it feels better changed. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've just never heard that. So, I mean, I've heard the I am that I am, but I've never read it through the context that, you know, the guy quite literally says, uh, you can, you can know me as this, and this is my name forever. Like that's a pretty, uh, concrete statement, you know? So, because, you know, and everything else they're saying, <clears throat> like he's saying, I am, I am the God of Jehovah. So, uh, when I was thinking, well, Jehovah must be the one you pray to. Well, if this is the father of Jehovah, this is the, the overall creator, you know, where all descendants of even the gods come from, then I am is clearly what we are intended to refer to him as, as he is saying that. My title from generation to generation. This is my title from generation to generation. So you're saying you pass this down and you will all call me this. This is my name forever. I am. Huh. Okay. That's just something to think about. Anyway, and you will not go empty. And each woman shall ask of her neighbor and from the stranger in her house articles of silver and articles of gold and garments and you shall put these on your sons and on your daughters, and you shall plunder Egypt. Why would you take all their... That just doesn't make sense. Why would you take all their wealth? Why would you be granting them their wealth? I mean, I get the food, I get the shelter, I get the safety. Why are you taking... All right, whatever. In my mind, you know, wealth, money, all that, the distribution, the way it's, it's used is, is mostly evil, right? I mean... This, this isn't the tool of, of God. This is clearly nowadays it's used to just deprive, deprave, and um, afflict people by not allowing them to have it. Now, you know, America is, has currently been just openly named a banana republic, which 
means are you know the gap between the wealthy and the uh, the poor is is so great that it's it's just undeniable now you know and it, it's clear that there's no they're not building back the middle class every president that comes out there's I just seen somebody uh, Bloomberg or somebody was coming out uh, for 2020 and one of the things he was we're gonna build the the middle class well you know I remember Obama saying that I remember George W Bush saying that I remember Clinton saying that. I remember George Bush, George H. Bush saying that, and I remember Reagan saying that. I was born in 1980. I remember, you know, Reagan in, in 86, 87, 80. I remember, I remember when he got shot. They talked about it in school. I was in like first grade, you know, it, it stopped everything and was addressed even a bunch of, you know, eight-year-olds. So, or seven, whatever, you know, depending on when you were born to be put in the class. But uh, what month you were born in America. So I was born after August or after September, so I was always generally a year older than all the kids in my class. Um, for whatever reason, they do that. I got to attend preschool twice because of my age, so when I was born. I, I was put in early when they realized that I wasn't supposed to, for whatever their reasoning is, move forward, I got to do it again. So anyway, that's it's just, wow. I lost myself and all that. So anyway, I'm going to move on. But they're going to, yeah, they get to plunder they get to plunder Egypt. It's not enough that you you were oppressed by these people, but on the way out, you're not going to just, you know, have everything that they don't have and be in favor of God. You're also going to take everything that they think they have that they could use to maybe build themselves back. I, I don't know. Anyway, a lot of opinions I'm having here, I guess, before I even know what's going on. So moving forward, chapter four. And Moses answered and said, and behold, they will not believe me and will not listen to my voice. For they will say, Jehovah has not appeared to you. And Jehovah said to him, What is this in your hand? And he said, A staff. And he said, Throw it to the ground. And he threw it to the ground. And it became a snake. And Moses fled before it. And Jehovah said to Moses, Send out your hand and take it by the tail. Whoa! I'm going to pause right there. Jehovah said to Moses. When? I thought we were talking to... I am, I am. Oh, he says, Jehovah, the God of your fathers. I am has sent me. I am that I am. And God said to Moses again, you shall say this to the sons of Israel. Jehovah, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my title from generation to generation. Oh, man. So it is that he is calling himself Jehovah in third person when he's saying to Tell the Hebrews that Jehovah, the God of your fathers. But he directly addresses himself as I am and not Jehovah. Is that because he's already said his name? Okay. Huh. How about that? Okay. Anyway. Uh, I apologize if you hear the plane in the air in the background. Like I, I've said a million times, I, I live in a mobile. It's got horrible insulation. You can hear every sound around me. I, I do try and get out the white sound uh, before I uh, upload this or publish it. So hopefully that'll go away too. Anyway. And Jehovah said to Moses, send out your hand and take it by the tail. Wait a minute. Snake. Okay, okay, the snake. And Moses fled before it. And Jehovah said to Moses, send out your hand and take it by the tail. And he sent out his hand and caught it. And it became a staff in his hand, so that they may believe that Jehovah, the God of their fathers, has appeared to you, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Whoa. 
and it became a staff in his hand, so that they may believe that Jehovah, the God, I mean, how are, what does the staff look like now? That blows me away, because I mean, he like witnessed that, it's not like they witnessed it. Are they going to do that in front of, hey, let's keep going. God of Jacob, Jehovah said to him again, now put your hand onto your bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. Now put your hand into your bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And what does that mean, into your bosom? And he brought it out. And behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, put your hand back into your bosom. And he put his hand back into his bosom. And he brought it out from his bosom. And behold, it had turned like his flesh. And it shall be, if they will not believe you, and will not listen to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the later, the later sign. And it shall be, if they will not believe these two signs also, and will not listen to your voice, you shall take the water of the Nile, and pour it on the dry land. And the water which you take from the Nile shall become blood on the on the dry land. And Moses said to Jehovah, O Lord, I am not a man of words, either from yesterday or the third day, nor since you have been speaking to your bond slave, for I am slow of mouth and slow of tongue. And Jehovah said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Is it not I, Jehovah? And now go, and I will be with your mouth. And I will teach you what you shall speak. Huh. What's up again? That's, that's just, I mean, that was like a loaded last few sentences there too. Who makes the dumb or the deaf? Or the seeing or the blind? Did he just say that any dumb or deaf person or blind person is purposefully afflicted by him? Because that... That blows me away. Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the dumb? Or the deaf? Or the seeing or the blind? Is it not I? Okay. It gives credence to the, uh, the idea that you're born a certain way. Even though I, I'm not going to say that I... I don't know. I don't know. It's starting to snow outside. How about that? Yakima, Washington, about 2.30 p.m. on the uh, the old 26th here, and there's some uh, snow coming down outside. They did not call for snow in the forecast. I just want to throw that out there real quick. Uh, but there she certainly is. So, okay. There she is. There it is. <clears throat> okay, so where am I now? <laughs> I shall teach you what you shall speak. And he said, uh, I think I'm going to stop at chapter 5 because uh, i got to get my daughter from school in about a half hour and I need to prep for that so uh, this is verse 13 of chapter 4 carrying on and he said O Lord please send by the hand of him whom you will send and the anger of Jehovah glowed against Moses and he said do I not know your brother Aaron the Levite that he can speak well and behold he also is coming out to meet you and he will see you and be glad in his heart and you shall speak to him, and you shall put the words in his mouth, and I will be with, and I will be with your mouth, and with his mouth. Okay, these, these are these are a heck of sentences. They're just crazy sentences. And I will be with your mouth, and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. 
and he shall speak for you to the people. And it shall be, he shall be a mouth for you. A mouthpiece. All right, he's going to be your orator, huh? And you shall be a, and you shall, he's going to be his interpreter, I guess, would be a better way of putting that. Uh, and it shall be, he shall be a mouth for you. And you shall be a God for him. And you shall take this staff in your hand by which you do the signs. And Moses went and returned to his father-in-law, Jethro. And he said to him, Please let me go and return to my brothers who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Huh. In no time has is, is, uh, Jehovah addressed the fact that, this, that Moses killed somebody. Just, just saying. And Jehovah said to Moses in Midian, Go, return to Egypt. For all the men are dead, those seeking your life. And Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on an ass. And he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the staff of God in his hand. And Jehovah said to Moses, As you go to return to Egypt, see all the wonders which I have put in your hand, and do them before Pharaoh. And I will harden his heart, and he will not send the people away. And you shall speak to Pharaoh. So says Jehovah, My son, my firstborn is Israel. And I said to you, Send my son away, and let him serve me. And you refuse to send him. And behold, I'm about to kill your son, your firstborn. Man, so, God, that's just crazy. So Jehovah's going to make the Pharaoh not be, he's going to harden his heart so he can't, he can't have compassion and decide not to do this? And it happened on the way, in the lodging place, Jehovah met him and sought to kill him. And Zephora took a stone and cut off her son's foreskin and caused it to touch his feet. And she said, you are a bridge a bridegroom of blood to me. And he pulled back from him. Then, he, then she said, A bridegroom of blood for the circumcision. I don't understand what just happened to her. I'm about to kill your son, your firstborn. It happened on the way. In the lodging place, Jehovah met him and sought to kill him. And Zipporah took a stone and cut off her son's foreskin and caused it to touch his feet. And she said, You are a bridegroom of blood to me. And he pulled back from him. Then she said, a bridegroom of blood for the circumcision. And Jehovah said to Aaron, Go to the wilderness to meet Moses. And he said, Oh, and he went and met him in the mountain of God. And he kissed him. And Moses told Aaron all the words uh, of Jehovah with which he had sent him, and all the signs which he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went on and gathered all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which, which Jehovah had spoken to Moses. And he did the signs before the people, and the people believed. And they heard that Jehovah had visited the, son, the sons of Israel, and that he had seen their affliction. And they bowed and worshipped. All right, that's going to be where we stop. How about that? Chapter 5 and Exodus when we pick back up. A lot to think about and unpack there. Uh, it just isn't exactly what I, I think it is. You know, i, I got to just admit it. It's never quite... Uh, what I think's happening there. It blows me away, just... But okay. So he's not in trouble for, for murder at all. That doesn't seem to be an issue. And that, that blows me away. And then he's going to be sent back to absolutely, you know, punish the people that were punishing these people, like, badly, right? And their leader, who potentially could stop it, isn't going to be allowed to because Jehovah's going to harden his heart and not give him the opportunity to repent his ways? I don't know. I just, huh. That's a lot to unpack.
Well, in the way you look at it, God is great. Long live I am in Jehovah. And uh, I hope you find some some uh, God in your life this week. Uh, until I can make another episode, I, I will be trying to do this much more frequently. Uh, but uh, it's it just, I, my, the time I get to do it just comes and goes sometimes. And I, I miss out. So today I didn't. Hopefully I'll get much more, much more opportunities moving forward to not miss out. All right. You guys have a great day. Uh, may God praise all the lands of earth and uh, may he praise you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.